That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited to have Danielle with me today. Hello. Hello, hello. It's so good to catch up. It's been quite a while. I'm thinking back to the last time, well, not the last time, but the first time we worked together and creating the logo. It feels so long ago now, doesn't it? It does. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. So fun. We'll talk more about that. But before we begin, tell everyone who you are and what you do. Yeah, I am Danielle Crute. Uh, I am a physical therapist and run coach. Uh, and I am also the owner of Starting Line, uh, which is a physical therapy and indoor run studio in Portland, Maine. Amazing. And like I said before, we've worked together on that starting line brand. So what made you choose starting line? I mean, obviously it's, it's run focused, of course. So that makes sense. But I guess what was going through your head when you were trying to decide on the name of the studio? Uh, so I can't actually take all the credit. Um, my husband actually came up with it <laughs> naturally. Um, so it, yeah, we wanted it to be running themed and we, you know, we were kind of spitballing different ideas and he kind of just said starting line. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, cause there were so many ways that we could do it. We could do SL like for abbreviations, but it ultimately came down to, well, what were our mission and our goal is to try and get people best prepared for their next starting line. And for those that aren't into races, that's, you know, you can choose and define what that starting line is for you. So it started to have a literal take, but then also, you know, figurative of like, whatever your starting line is, like, we're here to help you do that. Yeah. And you started starting line as the physical therapy component first, and then it transitioned into more and it still encompasses everything that you do. And that's, that's why I think names are the hardest for people. They definitely are for me. Like, that's why I just went with my name, like Christmas design, because I was like, I don't want to make something. And then down the road, I'm going to have to completely rebrand and think of something else if I'm doing something different. So I think that name is just so perfect for, for what you do. Yeah. And originally we had started out with starting line PT and performance. So we, it still had like an umbrella name, but then when we decided that the run studio was also going to be starting line, we like our like LLC is still PT and performance, but like we kind of, when we worked with you, we rebranded it as just like starting line 
And then we have these like little subheadings of what are the services that we offer. Right. It just works out for everything that, that you offer, like you just said. So when we were going through the, the branding process, I, it was one of the most fun projects I think I've, I've worked on because you kind of had a vision, but it was the, the challenge was putting all those things together because you're the first run studio in Maine. Are you the only run studio in Maine or just the first? You're the yeah. only, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. So you wanted like, you wanted the running component and we kind of wanted to have some sort of like person running. It just made sense, right? Like when you're walking down the street and you see that you're like, okay, so it's fitness, it's running, it's something. But then you also wanted to have the state of Maine in there because that's where you're located. It's a big deal. It's the only studio in Maine. Um, what what was that process like for you? Because I think we were rebranding at that point, actually, right? Yeah, it yeah. started with something different. So how was that for you? Uh, it was it, it was fun, but like t- tricky because I was like trying to relay what I was looking for because I liked the text that, that I had in my initial logo but just it didn't I think pop in the same way it didn't capture people's eyes in the same way and I was trying to have this studio feel air quotes whatever a studio feel meant right Um, and having a more prominent emblem was important to me because I wanted people to start to be able to identify our brand by the emblem itself. So that when we did stickers or shirts or other things like that, it didn't always have to say starting line PT and performance or starting line this, we can start to have this identity with the main runner emblem. Uh, So I think that was like getting that down was really important. And then how the, the text fit with that. And since, since we created the initial one, we've had a couple different renditions of like straight line, stacks, um, outline, which is cool that we've been able to keep it on brand, but allow for some versatility within, you know, clothing designs and other, you know, marketing materials and stuff. Yeah, I think that's the one of the more unique parts about working in the fitness industry for me because I make logos for many different kinds of companies, but I also do work for other gyms and you need like almost like a flexible brand. Like you need options that are going to work on social media, but you also need the horizontal. You need square versions for like stickers. You need things that are going to look cool on apparel that are still on brand, but like pushing the envelope a little bit. So I, I find working with gyms and in the fitness community to be challenging, but really fun at the the same time. It's not like a tech company when you get, you get like the one or two logo versions and you're like, all right, it's on the website. We're good. Like, that's it. Like, it's fun to work with people who run gyms because I get to talk to them like a year down the line. They're like, We're, we want to do something new with our shirts. Like, can you help us? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like it's, it's so fun for me. So I think that being in the fitness industry and running a gym, it just, it, it's like inherently more fun, <laughs> I think for to have a brand, but also challenging for sure. Um, I also remember we went back and forth on the color palette a lot. Like we were like, do we want something like warm? Like, I think there was like a, 
like a peachy color we kind of like kind of like the one you're wearing actually right now um but then we ended up going with blue um so I'm curious it's been so long now why did we decide to go the blue route did we just like it better or was there a thought um, process uh well I'm biased because blue is a better <laughs> color um it was blue already too like the original blue, it was like um like a navy blue and a lighter blue but it was I think hard to match it to things like I wanted it to be a little bit more straightforward of like okay we have black white and blue mm-hmm. like as far as like brand colors because I was just trying to like clean it up a little bit and simplify it yeah but still have that pop of color to like catch people's eye and it it ended up like it wasn't too dark it wasn't too like baby blue it was this nice (laughs) there it is (laughs) there it is oh and our oh my god you have all the versions (laughs) versions. that's another thing your your emblem is like really nice to apply different colors to like the rainbow or like pink or you know like all the different campaigns you want to run it's it's nice (laughs) Our emblem but yeah so then it, t- it turned out that like everything is starting line blue and it makes me <laughs> because it makes it pretty easy to branch <laughs> yeah it's like it's not quite a standard blue but like a standard blue that I think of when I have like my color palettes open like it's like slightly different but it's still like approachable and people people like it and know it yeah, yeah. <laughs> color palettes are like either the easiest part of branding or the like way most difficult <laughs> but I I love the blue and I love your logo and I love how everything came out yeah it's been pretty awesome awesome so I want to talk about the trajectory of events that led you to do what you do now yeah so uh so I graduated PT school in 2013 and I moved right to Boston after taking my boards And that's where we got connected initially. And I worked for two different outpatient uh, facilities uh, just on the outskirts of Boston. And that's where I started my practice. Um, I practice as a physical therapist, not my practice. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And I was always an outpatient. I would see some like neurologic cases here and there. Um, lots of, you know, upfront, like, um, post-ops and stuff like that. And then once I changed jobs and started getting more involved in the running community and be like doing more running myself, just naturally, I kind of built this reputation of being like the running PT. Like, right. <laughs> right. All of a sudden my caseload was runners. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> What? what I how did this happen it was not part of the plan no not at all like not even on my radar like I started running the first like I ran my first half the year after I graduated so like I wasn't I oh, wasn't wow. yeah so to have that be the primary population that I was seeing I was like very confused I was like Wait, <laughs> there's something to this Uh, so I started to take some more courses. I did some mentoring with, uh, Chris Johnson, who's still, you know, a good, great mentor of mine where I've learned a lot of my running, uh, evaluation and how to manage running injuries. And, you know, little by little, it kind of just kept building on each other. And 
I was doing running analysis and then I was doing a little bit of coaching and that's where RunFitDoc doc was born of like, all right, you need to get on Instagram. And I was like, I hate Instagram. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then RunFitDoc doc kind of was born and that turned into its own little thing. And then when I knew I was going to be moving to Maine, I knew I didn't want to work for someone else. Um, and I knew I wanted to kind of create my own thing and lay down my roots here. And that's what started starting line. Uh, and I knew I wanted to go the cash-based model versus going through insurance to allow myself some more flexibility and to be able to do what I want on my time and not be, you know, told what to do or that I had X amount of visits and then I had to justify all these things. Uh, and I wanted a flexible schedule where I was doing a little bit of run analysis, a little bit of performance training, a little bit of treating, and that's kind of what it's grown into. And then the opportunity to open the run studio, that was, it was always like a, a goal or a vision, like after having an awesome experience at my stride down in Boston, yep. I was like, all right, that'd be really cool to bring to Maine, but like maybe in like five years, like let me, <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't like I'm doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let's get like, let's get a little following. Um, I did not anticipate it happening literally a year later after starting my practice. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> it like was just like, okay, here we go. But I had the opportunity to take over a space that I was currently renting from. I didn't have to do a build out. I didn't really have to do a lot. Like I, I needed a loan for treadmills and then we were able to do it. <laughs> Or, you know, like, obviously there was a lot of other things that went on, but it was a pretty low risk setup for us. So we were like, all right, well, let's go for it. And in the three months that we were open before a pandemic started, oh, I know <laughs> proof of concept worked. Like people were like, yeah, we like this whole thing. It's winter in Maine. Like, yeah, we want to run indoors. And so it, it stuck and then we kind of got thrown off a little bit, but, and I would say we're still in that rebuilding phase, but right. the, the brand is definitely getting out there. More and more people are like, Oh, starting line. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, not everyone's come in, but they've at least acknowledged and know that it's there. There's still right. a portion of people that don't know that we're here. So that's my, that's my mission for fall and winter, but we're getting there. <laughs> Totally. And you bring up such a good point about Maine and winters. Because <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that there are run studios in other places of the country, like California and whatever, that have like mild or warmer weather most times. But I think that like a run studio is so good for New England states, especially because even people who are like totally dedicated runners don't want to run outside all the time, especially when it's frigid and like I have asthma so I avoid running in the winter because my asthma gets crazy <laughs> in the cold um and it's just like unhealthy and, and dangerous almost um and then there's the ice like and the snow so I think like the run studio is such a great idea for New England um and I, I just think it's so cool that you have your own studio that's so cool like I think in my head there's like two different kinds of businesses there's like the ones that I'm doing like 
things that are online and virtual and like, I don't have to leave my desk. <laughs> like this is my, like, it's still a business. It's legitimate. But then there's like other businesses like yours who like you have a physical location and like the marketing for those things, they, there are some similarities, but it's also super different to have like an actual physical location. There's just so many more, so much more that goes into it. So I just think it's so cool that you took that risk. It's amazing. Thank you. You're so cool. So I have a question about pet peeves ah. in your industry. Do you have any? I mean, in the fitness industry is <laughs> full of pet peeves, of course, but I'm curious what yours are. This is like the, I guess, more of the physical therapy world. Like there's still a lot of just poor narratives out there about just different types of injuries and fit, you know, the quick fixes. And I, you know, I think this is like multifaceted of just like how people describe injuries to people of like that they're broken and they're like paint these like fragile stories and that, you know, their spines are going to blow up. And I'm like, like not make people more afraid of movement. Totally. But then on the, sometimes it's like the same genre of people that are also telling the story of like, oh, we're going to, we're going to fix this. And it's like, but, but like a quick fix doesn't mean like, just like come in once and like, here you go, here's this special recipe and you're going to be better. It's like, no, like you need to, it's not just one treatment that I'm going to do hands-on. Like I still do hands-on treatment, don't get me wrong, but that's probably not going to be the thing that helps you from a longstanding, you know, outcome. It's going to be the habitual changes and the consistency that you continue to do on your own. That's going to have what we do in person together last longer and hopefully decrease the chance of it happening again. So I think there's just the narratives that are being told by the population of physical therapists, but I think it also goes to other healthcare providers. Like we're not all on the same page still. There's just a lot of variability, like variation in what's being told. And then people come to you and they're so confused on like what to believe. They're like, well, my doctor said this and my doctor said this and my chiro said this and then my massage there. And I'm like, And then their friends are like, I oh, yeah. had something like this and yeah. this is what I did. And you're like, it's not, might not be the same thing. Like you can't just listen to people who aren't health professionals. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, not just like, either. there's like a one like cookie cutter fix for all knee pain or all hip pain, whatever. But that that's definitely one of them. Yeah, that that's a that's a bad one. I mean, I think there's also like, there's two sides of that too. There are the people who say like push through the pain and that's not good either. Like there's, there should be like a balance, right? Like I didn't do like anything for six months. Cause I hurt my back because I was scared, right? I was scared to do anything, but then I go and see a PT and they're like, Oh, that probably didn't help. <laughs> like you completely stopping. Like you probably should have been doing like some small things. And so once I started integrating like very like low weight movements and stuff like that like it started getting better um 
but I, 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 I don't know. I just think there's so many different doctors out there. Like you said, there's chiropractors, there's massage therapists and like everyone has their specialty and they're looking at one thing, but it's not always the same thing. So yeah, people definitely get confused. I've been confused for sure. <laughs> and that's what I think sometimes professionals get so caught up in either like pattern recognition of like, Oh, well, I've seen this before. And, and I I've been guilty of it too. Like you, you continue to learn. So you continue to learn different and better ways to relay messages and communicate with people. But I feel like oftentimes they just say like blanket statements and you're just like, and then it scares people. And then they're like you said, terrified to move. They don't have a plan and they leave the, the appointment more confused than, than they did when they got there. And then they're like, well, okay, now I just spent money on a visit and I got an MRI and literally none of these things told me anything. And I'm still in pain. Now what do I do? Oh, well, you can have pain medication. <laughs> oh, cool. 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 Let's just get people on pain medications and not actually give them, um, solutions to this long-standing problem that they've been dealing with. Yeah. I feel like the best doctors and physical therapists and just overall like health professionals that I've worked with have always been people who they're they're looking at me as an individual right like they're really diving into me they want to know everything about my history what sports I've played like all my injuries Mm -hmm. what I do all day like sitting at my desk like like all these little things that add to my story so that they can be like, oh, okay, it was probably a combination of all these things instead of just being like, oh, you have tendonitis. Because like you said, it depends on everything in your life that is contributing. <laughs> it's not the, the condition, it's, it's you and then what's happening. Yes, yes. And I, it makes me so happy that you've experienced that and providers that are like that, because you, it's all about context and, you know, the, the, the person's whole ecosystem and all of those contributing factors of sleep and food and stress and what, whatever else feeds into your day to day, that's going to play a role of how you personally are perceiving and experiencing pain. Like it's not super straightforward. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly it. I think I'm lucky that I've, I've found people that I do trust because I've had experiences where it's been shitty. (laughs) Like I had a doctor once tell me like, I'm going to inject you with cortisone. And I was like, I don't think I need that. (laughs) And then I got a second opinion. They were like, that would not have helped. (laughs) Like that probably like could have even hurt you. So I was so glad I did. So I guess moral of the story is get the second opinion. Like if you, if you're working with someone that you don't like, or makes you uncomfortable, like find someone else, try someone else for and sure. Advocate, advocate for yourself too. Like it, it, yes, they're the, the doctor, but like, if it's something that you want to either research more or look into, get a second opinion, think about, like, don't feel like you're under pressure to do the thing in the office that day that they recommend it. Like you have every right to say no, and you can book another appointment. You can change your mind. Like you, you are not tied to any of these things. So I think it's really important for patients to just advocate for themselves and only do stuff that you feel comfortable doing. Right. I I saw something 
yesterday on social media, actually. I forget the exact wording, but it was basically someone saying like doctors learned about like one thing in like in ex- like one exam, but like, you know, your whole body and your whole life, like you need both. <laughs> like they don't know your life story but like you don't know the science behind it so like it's the whole story coming together it's important I thought that was neat um speaking of social media so you have been you've had a decent following for a while like you said you had run fit doc as your instagram you still have that as well that's like your your personal because that's another thing about having a physical location like I always recommend people have like a separate instagram for their physical location. But like with people who do what I do, who don't have a physical location, I'm like, it makes sense to just like have one. So I guess that that can totally be confusing. Um, But you mentioned earlier that Instagram has been a challenge for you. So I'm curious as to what has been challenging about Instagram for you and how, how do you feel about like infusing your personal life and your personal side into one or, or both accounts rather. Yeah. So I started with RunFit Doc and then I only brought on start or started a starting line account when we opened the studio in 2019. Cause I was right. like, all right, well, we have to be like the other studios. Like if we have updates or deals exactly. or whatever, like that's where people are going to f- try and find us besides just our you know, if they're not on our email list or our website isn't going to constantly be updated. Right. So I felt that pull. And then it was because I was posting like a lot of running content and stuff on RunFitDoc, I kind of had this weird pull of like, where, like, where account should I put this on? (laughs) Where do I I post? And like, what do I put my energy into? Because I was trying to build this business is this in-person brand, but I also already had this following on the, on RunFitDoc. So I was like, hmm, and I, still, I still struggle with this and like just the, cons- the consistency of it. It's like, I, I, I find doing reels fun when I have the time to do it. And I like doing posts and I like putting out content but the timing of it all, I'm like, okay. And like I, the back, like the whole batch making thing, I, I just couldn't oh, like, yeah. it. I was like, I need to just put it out when it comes to my mind and totally. I can try and plan, like I try and plan ideas, but then the actual, like make the post or make the real kind of, there, there's no formal schedule to what I do. It just, I just do. I'm the same. It's been helpful for me to have the podcast because I know every other Wednesday I'm going to post that. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I have one post that I know I'm going to do. And then I try to aim for like three hard posts or maybe two other hard posts or reels per week. But I I don't, I don't plan them either. I'm not a batch person. The one thing I will say is like when something comes to mind, I'll write it down like in my notes section And then when I find that I have time or I'm feeling creative or I'm like, I kind of want to make a reel, like my hair looks good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if I'm like, I'm in the mood, like I want to do this, then sometimes I'll make like two or three at the same time. But I usually I'm like you, I'm like, I'm going to make this thing. I'm going to post it today or tomorrow. Like I, I can't, I can't do the batch thing. It's never worked. So when people who do social media are like, do a batch, make a content calendar. I'm like, doesn't work. Doesn't work for me at all. 
Um, yeah. I feel like it like stunts my creativity a little bit. It, well, it like forces me to get ideas out. And I'm like, if that's not a creative day, then we're going to come up. <laughs> then we're screwed. <laughs> really blank. Um, right. like, I often do the same thing. Like when I have an idea, I just have kind of this running list so that when I do have that time, I, I am like, okay. Like I literally did it yesterday. I'm like, all right, you've been, this has been an idea for a reel for months now. Just, just record it. Like it was three videos. I put three words and I posted it. I'm like, hard. That was not that hard. Um, I get it. So I have definitely struggled with like, just getting things out there. I have a lot of ideas, but just executing it. And then like, having a baby and all that. I was just going to say you're a new mom. So <laughs> derailed my, uh, that like it totally took a break um, on run fit doc. And then um, I'm now starting to come back to trying to get some more frequent stuff and how I've differentiated it is starting line will be a little educational, promotional, highlight our clients, highlight what we do. And then Run Fit Doc is going to be like my story with running and running postpartum and reaching out to like running moms or moms getting back to running because of this other project that um, you've also helped with. Oh my God. Yes. My like one of my favorite logos ever. So fun. it's uh, yeah, my favorite. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> it does kind of tie into. Um, I don't know, everything that I'm doing now. Uh, so that that's kind of where I'm at. Like I've been trying to keep it more personal and my journey and stuff on RunFitDoc and then more studio related and uh, highlighting the other services. Cause that, that's the other thing is that I've used starting lines, Instagram as primarily studio heavy. Right. And so the people that know it, know us on there might not actually know that we are physical therapy right people that know that we do physical therapy might not know that we have the run studio so i'm working on doing a better job of like cross promoting everything that we offer yeah well i was just gonna say too like when i join um like my my gym right now is rack house fitness so i follow them and i love them but i also love following the coaches because like, yes, I feel this allegiance and this like community feel to, to the actual gym page, but it's the, the coaches that I want to follow and I want to know like what they're doing and like how their workouts are going. And I think, like you said, the cross pollination of, of both is important. And you also brought up a really good point about you have so many different facets of, of the business. So by, having your personal account and starting lines account, you can kind of hit all of those things. Um, and it's not that hard. Like people will go to your page. If they like your page, they'll see that you own starting line and they'll just pop one over to starting line. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like an extra like chance for people to, to find you and, and connect with you and the studio. I think you do a fantastic job. I think that's like the toughest thing is to run multiple accounts. It is. <laughs> Especially when they're like very similar, but also, I don't know, they have their differences for sure, but yeah. you do great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Of course. So along the same lines, what has been one of the biggest struggles in your career? Mm. 
I had two answers for this, but I, I think in multiple area, like stages of my career has been comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparison has been quite the devil, man. It like sneaks up real quick and just like, oh, you should be doing that. You got to do that. You got to do this. And oh, by the way, and you have to learn more and you don't know enough. And, blah, 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 <laughs> and this is what the other people are doing. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's probably nice to like follow my stride and like your competitors and see what they're doing. But then like, depending on my mood, like I'll be following my competitors and be like, that's cool. I like, I love that they're doing that. And like the next week they'll post something and I'm like, oh, I feel like total crap after seeing that. Yeah. It's like a delicate balance. Sometimes I have to like mute people because I'm just like, they're not filling my cup right now. They're making me feel worse. So I, I will come back to you when I can. Yes. No, absolutely. Like, it's good because it's like, oh, like good ideas. Like, oh yeah, like I could be doing that. Or, oh, they did that really well. Like that, that worked. Um, and then on a different day where feeling less confident, it's like, why am I not doing that? Or, oh, they're also promoting this. And like, I have this program and like, what if they're trying to get people to sign up for it? And it's like, it, it quite literally does not matter. <laughs> Danielle, bring yourself back to like, Center. Reality. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of runners in the state of Maine and you have this much capacity. You cannot physically see that many people in a week. Like it's right. impossible. So it actually does not matter if there's other PTs <laughs> that right. be and specialize in shooting runners. Like it does not matter. <laughs> totally. My, my coach always talks about like coffee shops and how in Boston you can walk by like two Starbucks, three Dunkin' Donuts, three local coffee shops, and they're all there and they're all thriving (laughs) because there is a need for coffee and people have different kinds of coffee they like and different sizes and different like flavors and the different areas that they, they stop. Like there's just, there's so much that goes into how people decide what coffee shop to go to. It's the same with any industry. Like, yeah just have to remind yourself that <laughs> yeah I, I it's funny the on the strip that we're on on forest ad so like we're right off of that there's a ton of co- coffee shops but also hair shop hair like hair yep. barber salon they're not like <laughs> honestly within two miles there's probably five i'm like how <laughs> everyone needs to get their hair cut but like wow. Like, all right. All right. I know it's like hair salons, nail salon, nail salons <laughs> and coffee shops. There's like so many down the main street in Stoneham too. Yeah. Why am I concerned? <laughs> yeah. So if anyone listening is struggling with those thoughts, we, number one, we all struggle with them, but number two, there's room for everyone at the table. And number three, we're all doing something slightly different. Like people are choosing me as a graphic designer over my best friend who's a graphic designer for, I don't know what reasons, but I'm totally different than her and what I offer and the style that I do it in, the amount of time I do it in, like. Personality. Yeah, we're okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. And that's something that like I've I've worked through and come to terms with of like, people are going to come to starting line because they want to work with me or any other future PT that I hire 
because they're them like and that and that's the the product that we're delivering or the environment that we're we're creating that's why they're gonna come to see us so yeah absolutely I chose my gym because it was female owned female owned CrossFit gym and there's literally like way more female coaches and members than there are men and like I remember going to the website I remember looking at all the reviews and it was like women 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 and I was like perfect <laughs> like people do do their research and and choose you I had someone choose me to do a logo design the other day because I currently live in Stoneham and I grew up in a town where his new business is gonna be like it was just like so bizarre I'm like how did you find me like it's just it's crazy people are definitely paying attention when you don't think they are it's crazy okay so the last few questions are like the fun random ones <laughs> so if you were a car what would you be okay, so this one stumped me at first um <laughs> stumps most people but I, I gave it some thought uh i don't know what br- brand if you will uh okay. convertible oh okay haven't had that yet. Uh, yeah, I would be a convertible one because like I like the fresh air. I like being outdoors and outgoing, but I also like to close my roof <laughs> and like do my own thing and have like my quiet time where I'm not socializing. Like when I come home after a long day and my mom's here <laughs> talking to her and she's like wants to chat and I'm like, Bye, mom. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, but, but. I'm like, I actually talk to people all day. So like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would be a convertible because I'm outgoing, but also need to need to close the rooftop. Sometimes. Yeah, you have the flexibility. Yeah. I love that. It's so funny. You mentioned like seeing clients all day. Cause my boyfriend, Dylan, he's a massage therapist and he's like the most extroverted person I know. And he'll be out like eight hours see like five clients and he comes home and he's like hey 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 and he's like excited to talk to me (laughs) I've been alone all day and I'm like I'm good I'm good and he's like I still want to talk and I'm like how can you like (laughs) talk to people all day and I'll be exhausted by it like I go out for like two hours to an event to see a client and I'm like whoo like that's I'm good for the week like it's just so (laughs) funny how different people are (laughs) I love that. Okay. So when was the last time someone did something like, wow, that's so on brand for you, or like, that's so you, or sometimes people struggle with that. Like, what are things that people are like sending to you on social media? And they're like, this reminded me of you something along those lines. Cause I feel like the people around us know us so well, and it's so hard for us to like, think about what represents us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need those people as like a, a mirror to reflect. Yeah. Um, two things that came to mind. I, I don't know if this is like direct, not that they like sent it to me per se, but we did get a lot of great feedback when over the winter we made these um, like main shirts or Portland, but we used our emblem as the A. Uh, and we got a lot of great feedback from that of like it's it's on brand but it's also like very neutral it's not it doesn't scream starting line branding 
but just that subtle incorporation of the emblem, but also Mainers are just very like, I'm going to wear a shirt that says Maine and Portland. Yeah. They're very so community focused. Like they exactly. love their state. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it definitely was well received. Um, but I think also with the other project that you helped design a logo for Moms Run Stronger, I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, that so makes sense for you to go in that direction with, you know, right now it's not its own business <laughs> because we both have our own, our own business right. and Rachel who are, I'm doing it with, but it's very on brand personally of like where I'm at in my life and the population that I want to start to work with more. And I'm excited that we're, we kind of took a little hiatus and we're bringing that back in the fall. So that's another thing that someone was like, yeah, no, like this totally makes sense that like, this is a direction that you're going in. And isn't it funny, like a few years ago, you might not have ever thought to go in that direction, but because you became a mom, it just happened. Like, I think those natural progressions are so interesting. And I think business owners don't, they're not always receptive to those changes, but our brands are ever-changing. Like we're always evolving because we are people and, and people change and change isn't always bad. It's often good, but I just find that so fascinating because I wouldn't have associated a mom running group with you like five years ago, yeah. but now I totally would. It's just so interesting. Yeah. So cool. I, and yes, that is like one of my favorite logos ever. The stroller shoe. Oh my God. It's like the best. It's so cool. And I was, I'm very happy that like we're bringing back some like, no, like more people need to see this look. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I've done so much work for baby gear, a baby gear company. I'm still actually doing some contracting work for them. Um, so like, <laughs> I was like the fitness community and strollers, like I know so many things about both of these things and now I get to combine them. Like how crazy is that? It was just, it was so fun. And so it was easy, which is weird because it's kind of like, I don't know, combining a shoe with a stroller is not like the easiest thing to do, but oh, it's gold. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you guys love it too. Okay. So next question tell me a childhood story about you that is either totally on brand or I don't know. I just think it's fascinating to think about who we are as kids and then compare who we were then to who we are now. Um, I was not to say like, I wasn't, I don't know, mature sounds like the wrong word, but I was an only child and, um, my mom was a single mom and so I often went a lot of places with her. So I had a lot of adult friends, I guess you would say. Or <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Socialized with adults pretty easily at a young age. Um, if there's any, I don't know why this is, not that I remember this distinctly, but my, my mom told me this. We, she was in a bowling league and um, I apparently went up to just a random old man and was like, hey, Papa. <laughs> and like was pretty convinced that he was my grandpa and I was like oh can't just go up to old people <laughs> and say that it's grandpa so I'm sure she was mortified but apparently I was very social <laughs> going even at a younger age 
Um, so you were super extroverted even when you were a kid. Which is, which is funny. Like I was like extroverted in one sense, but like hated presentations, hated hmm. um, like public speaking. Like that was like, ugh, if I had to like do like a <laughs> presentation or anything like that in front of like my class, like that literally just like, just didn't <laughs> a, like the nerves. Time like sweating profusely. Like I wouldn't wear long sleeve shirts to school because like I would just sweat and I would turn bright red. So that I've, I've grown out of a little bit. I still get nervous with things, but like I'm definitely more comfortable with like talking in front of people and sharing information and educating. Uh, I remember in college, it was public speaking freshman year. And the teacher knew we, I think in the beginning of the year had to like write down like fears or weaknesses or something and mine was you know obviously like public speaking duh and here yeah and she's like uh all right well Danielle you're gonna go first and I was like no (laughs) oh I can't and I did and it it wasn't and you survived I survived um but that stays with me like she put me on the spot and I did it I still hated it after that. It was like a few more years later where I started to like get a little bit more comfortable, but yeah, for being like an outgoing person, I didn't like being like the center center of attention. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't, I get more nervous talking to small groups. Like if it's a group of like five to 10 people, I'm a lot more nervous like I spoke at my high school graduation with like thousands of people and I was like, it's fine. Like I was not nervous at all because I just felt like I was when there's that many people, it's like you don't feel like one person looking at you or you're not trying to impress like a small amount of people. You're like, there's too many people here for me to focus on. But when it's a small group, I'm like, I can see what they're looking at. I can see them yawning like like I just get so anxious about that. I mean, being in um, BNI, like my networking group, that helped me a lot. Um, I'm a lot better on my feet than I used to be. But <laughs> when I first started my business, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like networking is so rough. Definitely, There's still times where I get nervous, um, but I think I've gotten much better at just like going with the flow and like, if I don't have an answer, I, I don't have an answer. If someone asks the question, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. I think when we're younger too, we want to kind of come off like we know things. (laughs) And then as we get older, I know I felt this way. I'm just like, if I don't know what I'm going to say it, like, I don't know, I will get back to you or like, I don't know. I'm not the person to answer that question for you. And I think when we're kids, we're not as comfortable doing that. We're like, we want to be professional and know what we're talking about and be impressive and blah, blah, blah. I definitely felt that way when I first started my business. But like five years later, I'm like, I'm not the person for some things. And that's fine. Yep. Last question. When I say the funniest thing you've ever witnessed, what comes to mind? Or if you can't think of like a big story, what's something that's like recent that made you laugh? (laughs) I feel like it has to be with Cooper. <laughs> like, I feel like he, that kid makes me laugh like every day. Um, for context, he's one years old. And um, he he now, he climbs on um, everything. Like oh he can up on things. He's not walking yet, but he can climb stairs, couches. 
Um, we haven't put in our air conditioners. We climbed and sat on top of that this morning. Oh, oh my God. Um, him, and our, him and our dog, AJ, are actually quite humorous. Um, my dad, when he was visiting, actually took a picture. AJ, like, he loves to play. He likes playing, like, with, like, the rope toy. And, um, but when AJ, when Cooper plays with him, like, he's very gentle. So, like, just... Aww. There's not a lot of like specific interactions with them, but just watching them play together literally cracks me up because Cooper thinks it's hilarious to like, just take the bone out of AJ's mouth and crawl away with it. And AJ just sits there and like lets it happen. And he's like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> and you have this like little twerp, just like t- taking dog bones and like, and the dog doesn't react. Like he'll sometimes like grab it back from him, but very gently um he'll go up and just like grab AJ's tail AJ's like yeah I'm good like it's just it's comical but also like very sweet and endearing that they get along so well but the dog puts up with a lot (laughs) he just he has this little he's starting to like have this little sense of humor where he just thinks he's like hilarious and he knows when he like gets into something that he's not supposed to and he just looks at me and he's like (laughs) that's so cute he would he would do that (laughs) it's so cute they get to grow up together yeah yeah no it's it's really sweet but AJ definitely likes his like solo time with me or my husband like all right a kid's kids napping let's 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 play (laughs) dogs are so cool they they just know when to be gentle and like even with like elderly people too they're like oh this person I can't be rough with (laughs) like I don't know how they know but they're they're just so smart and sweet yeah I'm actually shocked that he hasn't come in here um get on my lap or like do anything crazy I think think the last time we were on zoom he came right over I was like hey AJ (laughs) love it 55 pounds lap dog oh he's bigger than I thought he was he gained a a little weight but he's good strong strong little speedy speedy dog and you guys run with him sometimes right like he likes running oh he loves running like that's like his jam like the the fact that we got like a dog that loves running is also also on brand (laughs) um and very on brand yes (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say that i always when i think of you i think of AJ, obviously. I think of Maine, obviously. And then for some reason, I always think of your trip to Australia. Always. I think because you were there for how long? A year? It was, it was uh, like two and a half months. What? Why did I think you were there for longer? I, I wish. I would have loved to be there for a year. But yeah, it oh. was right in between. Um, so like I'd been open for like a year of physical therapy wise. And it was right before, like we knew we were going to be opening the studio. So I left right before that to kind of collaborate, learn from other like physios there, um, kind of just have like a clarity of just like what I wanted the studio to be and have a little reprieve and break and pseudo sabbatical because I knew once we opened the studio it'd be much harder crazy (laughs) um for for a chunk of time so yeah it was awesome yeah I think I just there was during that time period you were posting a lot I think yeah anywho all right so I think that's all my questions for you but I want to give you 
a few minutes to just talk about, you know, anything you want to promote and where people can find you and follow you and all that good stuff. And I can type everything out in the the show notes. So don't worry about like spelling everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram either at runfitdoc, uh, that's personal brand. And then um, at starting line 207 is uh, the studio. And then uh, it's been a little bit less going on, but we also have race ready running, which is the coaching branch, um, of starting line. So kind of our sister brand that, um, that we have, um, going and then moms run stronger doesn't have its own Instagram at this moment, but that would be the like bigger thing that we have coming up in the fall. So we'll be launching early October. So I will be putting it in my RunFitDoc link tree, um, the link to sign up for the wait list. So if there's any mom runners out there that um, are looking to get back into running postpartum or not sure where to start, um, this would be the program for you. Awesome. And those are people who don't have to be in Maine, right? It's like a virtual. It's virtual. Yeah. It's a 12 week virtual. It includes strength and run progressions and it's geared towards people to start like anytime after that six week clearance. Um, but we still have really slow progressions into walking and running and making sure that you're ready. But if you're two or three years postpartum and you have feel stuck and you haven't gotten back to running, that's also uh, appropriate for you as well. Awesome. And I highly recommend working with you because you coached me before. It feels like so long ago, but you coached me to run a a half marathon and I got like second place or something crazy. (laughs) I was like, this is amazing, but it was such a amazing experience. And the app that you use was cool. Um, Yeah. So I highly recommend checking out your page and if you're a new mom definitely give her a follow um yeah i just think you're so great thank you and uh, for people in massachusetts i still have my mass pt license so although i'm not physically in mass i can do virtual physical therapy as well how about that oh cool that's awesome yeah that's good to know i didn't know that either that's great cool all right well Thank you so much for for coming on here. I know we've been trying to get this interview going for a while and we finally made it happen. It was so good to reconnect. (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. I will talk to you soon. Bye.